Thank you for tuning into the UNI podcast. This week, we have an episode with Maya Unique. Maya Unique is 27 and she lives in Southern California. She graduated from high school in 2016 and she has a bachelor's in computer science and graphic web design. She started serving in ministry late 2011. She began Instagram for Believers in 2012 and she received a call to ministry from God in 2013. Here's our conversation with Maya Unique. In this household, we love reflecting and manifesting for bigger and better things. And this is why our Chairs to a Better You guide and workbook is perfect. If you purchase now and use the code UNIFAM, you can save 20%. So head on over to our website and start manifesting your growth. The You and I podcast promotes love, happiness, and abundance. Through storytelling and sisterhood, they encourage self-love, a balanced worth ethic, and a healthy life. This is Ozzy and Caro, and thank you so much for listening to the You and I podcast. Welcome back to the You and I podcast. This is Ozzy. And my name is Karenique. And we are so excited and thank grateful rather for taking time out of your day to join us on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. Uh Mayuni, tell us about your story. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a bittersweet thing every time I have to talk to talk about it. But um I started working in ministry after I lost my brother to suicide. And it's just crazy how God works because I ended up speaking like at the funeral. And that's when my pastor just kind of like, is kind of when he's seen me speak, you know, publicly for the first time and just kind of really hear my heart. And so a couple of weeks after that is when he had actually called me and was like, my unique, I think you have a a call to ministry that, you know, like we should pay attention to. And so for months I was just like, yeah, no, it's not really my thing. I've never really seen myself more than just like going to church with my family on Sunday. So it was just an automatic no. But as time began to pass, his daughter, who's actually one of my mentors, was just like, I just want you to try it. And if you genuinely just don't like it or don't like the idea of it, then, you know, you can move on. And so um, I ended up trying out our youth ministry at the time of just checking it out and, you know, seeing what what it was. And and shortly after that, like, I just fell in love with with ministry things and just like, I understood what it was to like have a relationship with Jesus versus just going to church with my mom for so long. And so that's really just kind of where everything started for me. It was actually just like losing my brother in that process. First of all, I'm so sorry for your loss. What about right now? How would you describe this season of your life? It's been both like super exciting and then also just super scary to step into what I call like an unknown. And that is because I just transitioned about two months ago to a young adults pastor. So I have done youth ministry and been in youth ministry for the last 11 years. And I was a youth pastor for four of those years. And so um, about a year and a half ago, I actually stepped down from ministry, just dealing with personal life issues and just needing you know, just time to kind of regroup and refresh. And within that time, God had really put it on my heart about a year ago that I would possibly transition to young adults. And I have always just had this mindset that I would just work with kids forever because I love kids. I think that 
youth ministry, like it's just so much fun. It offers so much grace because kids kind of just understand. And so, and I love just like playing dodgeball with kids sometimes. And so I never thought I would transition. Um, and so he had spoke that to me about a year ago, but after a couple of months of like not seeing anything change, I, I just kind of forgot the idea. And then out of nowhere, um, an opportunity was presented. And just to reflect on that time of just like, God had already told me that a transition was possibly going to happen and that I needed to prepare myself. And then just having it come to pass just about a year later um, has been just scary. And it's, I feel like just such an unknown season because I've been working with kids for so long. Um, I've gotten used to that and I've gotten accustomed to that. And just young adults in general are just a different space as far as ministry and as far as sharing the gospel goes. So it's kind of intimidating, but it's just been such a, a sweet and kind of scary thing. Um, just realizing that things that the Lord has spoke to me about a year ago in such a crazy season for me is now like coming to pass. Wow. I love that for you. Yeah. What motivated you to start this Instagram page? Cause I know you do your ministry, but yeah. I feel like social media is a whole different realm. It's a whole different it world. Is. So what made you also, um, you know, <sighs> share the good news on that platform? Um, yeah, and again, it just goes back to to my story of how I started in general, and and that was just losing my brother. So when I lost my brother, I was seventeen at the time, and he was eighteen going on nineteen, and then I was seventeen going on eighteen, and so our birthdays were a month apart. And so um, after that just happened, I just felt a personal conviction of just like encouragement, like taking that to a whole nother level because I grew up very shy and quiet. Like I'm actually super introverted. And so um, at the time, it was just like Instagram was like the newest app, you know, and everyone was on it. And so because I never liked publicly speaking or even sharing much about me, I was just like, OK, well, I, I can just make an anonymous account um, on Instagram. And so that's what I did is it started off completely anonymous um, of just me wanting to share and encourage people. And the thought behind that was just that I feel like it's just an idea, but like, I felt like if my brother would have known who he was in the Lord just a little bit more than he did, then maybe the outcome would have been different. And so I just took it personally of just like, you know what, God, I don't want people to experience the things that my brother probably experienced. And, and I would, I wouldn't want another family to experience the things that my family had to experience. So if you can use me by just encouraging someone who's probably feeling, you know, like suicidal or feeling depressed or feeling like they don't know what's next. Like if you can just use me um, to encourage someone, then then I've done I've done what I feel like is best in my heart. And so that's actually how it started. And it started off with just like just very small of just like, God, I just want to encourage one person. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, one person makes a whole big of a difference. You know what I mean? Like without even realizing it, my brother had impacted so many people. And so many people like just loved him. And so um, I just took it very personally um, during that season of just like, let me just encourage someone where they're at, because I know I think people just need to be reminded that God loves them and that he has like a calling on their lives and a purpose on their life, whether they realize it in that season or not. Wow, that's so good. When you do you ever find that when you since you take things personal, do you ever find that maybe your personal life and your journey with God and faith maybe takes a back burner just because you're helping so many people? Right now, no, but it has in the past just because I don't think I knew how to manage it once it started becoming this thing. So 
Instagram for Believers was never created to like become an influencer or have this platform. It was literally, God, just let me encourage one person. And so um, as it did become a quote unquote platform and, and some people even call it like a community, um, I didn't know how to manage that. I didn't know, you know, what to do once the numbers started growing and once people started, you know, messaging me and so forth. And so um, I actually had to just take a sabbatical of not posting and just being alone with God because I did realize that it was taking a toll to kind of keep up with people and almost like a demand every day to want to have something to encourage someone. And so um, I actually just had a season with God where I had to have a heart check. And so that's something I actually do frequently is just like, God, if I don't have anything to say today, like that's okay. As long as I'm spending time with you, as long as I'm you know, cultivating my relationship with God, because that has to come first. And just in general, everything on Instagram for Believers has, has been an outpour of my private or personal relationship with Jesus. And so if I don't have that, I literally don't have content and I don't have things to say to people. So it's as a faith-based like content creator, it's imperative, um, completely needed that Jesus is always the center of everything that comes forth. Um, and comes out of like Instagram for believers, but it was a process that I had to learn how to to balance it. Wow, that's powerful. How important do you think it is to incorporate God into all aspects of your life? Completely important. Um, I don't I don't think there's any other way for us to do it as believers, just because you know, time and time again, we we read it in scripture, and we've had other people like pastors and ministers and and stuff tell us that you know, unless we are living our lives as a, a testament to God's goodness, then how how can people see, you know what I mean? It's like that quote where it says, like, you are the only Bible that people will ever read. You know, if there's the unbelievers, the atheists, agnostics, like our lives are literally what they'll see because they'll never step foot in church. And so I think that in every aspect and all that we do, it scripture literally says in everything that we do, like do it unto the Lord. And so um, if we don't have it, then it's just, it's like the book of Ecclesiastes tells us, it's like it becomes meaningless. You know what I mean? It's like a chasing in the wind. And so for me personally, I have tried seasons without God and tried seasons of like, God, I'm kind of just over you right now. And I just don't want to do it anymore. And I have found that that is literally when my life starts to spiral out of control because then I don't know what to do next. I don't know, you know, God, what is my purpose? You know, and so I start questioning more and more and so it always just brings me back to i have to be constantly reading my word i have to be constantly like in this state of mind of like let my life reflect um the glory of jesus and so i think just as believers i don't say to the unbeliever you know what i mean but as believers as people who read our bibles and, and study scripture and just seek out god that there is nothing that we can do apart from him you know what i mean it, it's like the scripture in john where it says apart from the vine i am nothing Anytime I detach myself from God or detach myself from like living a life of faith, like I don't know what to do with myself. I'm almost like a lost puppy, you know, with like a box on top, just running around, running around. But the moment I attach myself to the vine, the moment I attach myself to, you know, living out this life of faith, I start to walk with my head a little higher and I start to to walk a little bit more confidently in the things that God is calling me to. And with that, on a day-to-day -day basis, like daily, what does that look like for you? What are you, what are your rhythms? What are you practicing? Um, so it's, it's weird because I work in the church. <laughs> and so for me, just working into the, like working in the church, I serve as a young adults pastor. And so 
everything I do is literally connected to a church or ministry. Um, so it's kind of weird because I know not everyone works in the church, but outside of that, just living my life by example. And it's like, it's super hard because people feel like, you know, when you step into a life of a Christianity or like just a life with Jesus, it comes with a set of rules and regulations and you can do this and you can't do that. And so um, as a believer, though, we know that these things are for for the for us, for us to be better and for us to look more like Jesus and for us to truly be set apart, like the Bible tells us. And so I think for me, outside of working in church, I can like choose not to engage in things that like that are quote unquote of the world. And so that's what it looks different, but that's how I live my life um, for God. Like being a 28 year old person living in California, like, and we live in like a, a sexually driven culture where it's like, you can sleep with whoever you want. You know, for me, like just living a life reflecting Jesus Christ, it's like, yeah, people can say that. And as much as people say it's fulfilling, like as a believer, I know that that's not right in my heart. Therefore, I choose not to do it. I choose not to engage in those kinds of things. And so even just having that conversation with people, it opens the door for them to want to know my heart behind it, which is Jesus, which is living a life um, dedicated to just sharing the gospel with people. Wow, I'm loving this conversation. This is amazing. Going back to Instagram for Believers, what is your mission behind that particular page? What are you hoping to accomplish? Honestly, I don't, I've never had a mission with it um, outside of just simply encouraging people. Um, just because, like I said, it was it was never the, the goal. It was never the plan. Like, I literally tell people all the time, like, I really don't know what I'm doing. Like, I just sometimes I'm just like felt something in my spirit to post something and I just share it with people and, and so forth. But at the end of the day, I, I would hope that people would look at Instagram for Believers and just sense a, a lot of like love from the father and just like encouragement for whatever season that they're at, that that was just a place that they could go to and like think before they, they do something, you know what I mean? So it's like when, when the thoughts of depression want to seek in and just like kind of like penetrate through them, it's like, no, I can look at Instagram for believers and be reminded of who I am in Jesus Christ. And, and that's the, the hope that I cling to is that there is hope in Jesus. And so um, ultimately that, that has always been the mission and will be. I, it just, I don't think that's ever going to change. Like, I just want to encourage people with where they're at, the Lord. I love that your mission is to encourage people. But outside of that, what do you want people to gain from your work on your page? That a life with Jesus is is so much better than we could ever fathom. Because um, like I said, it, it, this all started um, with my brother. And so I just felt just personally convicted that like, if we had stronger relationships with Jesus, then things would make a lot more sense because sometimes we, we say it, but we're not doing anything to do these things. It's like, I can say, I want to know and understand Jesus more. So I don't experience, you know, things like that. I don't want to go through in life, but I think that it's one thing to say it and one thing to do it. And so my prayer is that just to remind people that, Jesus cares so deeply about us because it's so easy for us to get caught up in the world, which is why the Bible tells us to renew ourselves every single day. But I think it's so, so easy for us to get distracted, for us to get pulled away, um, for us to start getting into things that we have no business like entertaining. Um, but when we truly live our lives for Jesus and just like really being sold out for Jesus Christ, then it avoids all of that. You know what I mean? Because I've had seasons where I've walked away 
and just been like putting Jesus on the back burner. But that's when I start to get pulled left and right. That's when I start doing things that I probably have no business doing in. And it's literally by the grace of God that has kept me and protected me throughout all of those times. And so um, it's just not worth it. Like it's, it causes us to have a lot of discipline, like spiritually and physically of just like walking with Jesus. But this life is so much more worth anything that the world will try to tell you otherwise. Wow, I completely agree with you. I feel, especially with my life, that I'm just, my life seems to be so controlled by those seasons that you talk about, those seasons of, you know, a couple months you're doing really well, and then, you know, a couple months after that you're not. And yeah, it gets tiring, I feel, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's hard. But speaking of dry seasons, how can people practically get out of those dry seasons? I think it's different for everyone, but something that has always helped me has been um, going back to the moments where I realized I fell in love with God. And so um, I'm big on journaling things, um, whether that just be like Bible study things that I like to write down, but I literally just journal things to God, like even if it's just a thought. So it's not only just prayers and like Bible studies, but literally just like thoughts throughout my day. And so something that has helped me tremendously whenever I'm experiencing dry seasons is literally remembering the things that God has done. And so I do that by like re-looking at old journals or like, you know, just like having these moments of with God, just like little dates with God, of just like reflecting on every time that he kept me. And so I think for, for dry seasons, the first and foremost, just like remember all the things that God has already brought you through because he will continue to bring you through the next things that you're, you're about to face. But Um, And then I also spend a lot of time with community and with mentors who have like literally just helped guide me through these seasons. And so um, I think it's just completely normal. It's not that you're a bad Christian or anything. Like I think everyone at some point has experienced a a dry season, but just reflecting on those and having people who can hold you accountable um, to stepping back into those things. And like I did a blog post a couple of, a couple of months ago, actually on um, finding a new sound because people used to tell me like, I, my relationship with Jesus just isn't what it used to be. Like, I feel like I used to be closer and I feel like, you know, like I'm just not there anymore. And so um, I always remind people that it's okay to find a new sound. And by that, I mean that we have artists that we grew up with. Like I love Justin Bieber. I have loved him since he was like before baby and he had long hair. But something I've noticed about Justin is that he sounded like this kid who hadn't hit puberty, you know, and I loved him. And then as he he grew up, his voice started to change. He started to find a different sound that works for him. And so he's continued to produce an album and an album and an album. But throughout all these different albums, you'll know that his voice had changed, like because he had changed. He had went through some things that matured him. There were some good things, some bad things. And so within all of that, he found a new sound. And so I think it's important as believers, we recognize that it's okay to have a new sound. Like, I'm not the baby girl that I was at 18 when I first found the Lord. Like, now it's like 10 years later. I'm 28. I've experienced some things. I went through some things. And and I don't even talk the same that I did years ago. But that's okay because I still have Jesus. You know what I mean? And so um, I just encourage people, like, it's okay to have a new sound this season. um, But to not forget the good things that the Lord has already done. And in order to get out of those dry seasons, we have to do things that, we probably don't want to do because when people are in dry seasons, they don't want to read their Bibles. They don't want to spend time with prayer, but those are the things that'll mold us and shape us into, you know, having this new sound and having this 
looks like new relationship with Jesus, but it's the same. It's just that we've grown and matured as people um, to have a new sound. You were talking about community and especially with COVID-19 and the pandemic and having to quarantine and churches being closed, moving online. How do you think people can kind of foster that community? And why do you think community is so important to a Christian's faith and journey? We weren't made to do life alone. Community is absolutely vital um, to a walk with Jesus because we need people to hold us accountable. We need people um, to show us the goodness of God. And I truly think that that comes from community because it's just like when we think about Adam, when he was alone in the garden, like Eve was created and granted Eve was more of like a spouse, but he wasn't alone. And so many times when we're alone, we become like um, the lost sheep. And then when we're by ourselves, we're more prone to attacks. We're more vulnerable um, to the things that, you know, like can hurt us. And so um, it's just a great reminder that we're meant to to do community together. You know, anytime that I isolate myself from people, I found that that's when the depression will really like hit my mind. And I'll start convincing myself that my life has no value. I'll start convincing myself that I'm I'm worthless. You know what I mean? But when I surround myself with community, like a pack of people um, who are walking this Christian life with me, they're always there to remind me like, no, God loves you. Like you're not alone in this. Like you can call me. And so it just makes it easier that in times where I feel tempted to to do X, Y, and Z, that I call on these friends who can hold me accountable. And granted with COVID and everything, I know it looks so different, but I've also found like even just being a young adults pastor that we have to, and we can't just say we want community and not want to be a part of community. You know what I mean? So I've, I've had kids and even people of like, oh, I don't I don't really have community, but they're not showing up to Zoom calls. Granted, it sucks that we have to settle for Zoom calls and video chats, but at this point, it's better than nothing, and we just take what we can get. And so whenever people say that, I have to ask them, like, are you showing up to be a part of community? Are you texting people, you know what I mean, just checking in and seeing how they're doing? Are you taking time out of your day to call people? Um, because there was a season where I realized like I was so dry from community like and I felt like it was like I was a victim you know what I mean but someone had asked me what I was doing to be a part of it and the answer was honestly nothing like I was waiting for community to seek me out instead of seeking community out and so I started changing I started texting people and having conversations with them I started calling people just to to check in and you know for those who needed a little extra attention it was like well hey do you want to sit on zoom with me and do a bible study like we can just talk about things um or if i can just keep you in prayer you know what i mean so it's just those little things um are so vital to being a part of the kingdom because even when we think about the kingdom of god you're not going to be alone there's going to be a community of believers that are surrounding um, our heavenly father and, and we just get to, to praise him and so um it's best to start cultivating that in now like here on earth because when we get to heaven um there will be so many more parts of community that we had never even seen before i love that overall i feel as if it's important to show up for the people who show up for you so that also kind of ties in with the community aspect of it because if you're trying to become a part of something bigger than yourself you should also put in the work to kind of get yourself there but kind of with that what does your walk with Christ look like on a day-to-day basis? It's just simple and sweet. You know what I mean? Um, I take at least 30 minutes to an hour, depending on my day, to to read the word and study. Um, 
but because like I work in a church, it's like my days are filled with meetings that are literally about God and, you know, how the church can be better, how we can do things like community and so forth. But um, I honestly like to do my more like intimate Bible studies at night because it works best for me. And I just feel like I'm more focused and freed. Um, I also love to do just like a small, um, the Bible app has like the daily Bible plans. And so I'll start my day with those typically and start with like a prayer, go out throughout my day of just like meetings and, and working on things for church and sermons and so forth. But at night is when I just want to take time to just sit with the Lord. And just sometimes that's not even reading my Bible. Like sometimes I just want to sit in the presence of the Lord. So I'll just sit with like worship music on and just be in like a state of mind of prayer. But it's just something that I feel is just simple and sweet. Thank you for tuning into part one of this series. Stay tuned for part two coming next week. There is never a better time to buy a swimsuit, especially from Aaron Phoenix. Our conversation with the founder was so good. And she's even more amazing for giving you guys a code to get 20% off your orders, $100 or more. Use code UNDI at ArrowandPhoenix.com to save some money on your next order. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the UNI podcast. If you love this episode as much as we did, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, check out our show notes for all of our links, including our Cheers to Better You guide and workbook. New episodes drop every week on Monday. We can't wait to hang out with you again. We'll talk soon. Bye.